even to you, God, for myself and my better half, Tony. Now, <laughs> if Diane were here to hear that Tony, my champion toilet, were my better half, well, she would be amused. But beneath the amusement, she would harbor just a tinge of resentment. And of course, with good cause. For me, it is hardly a cliche to say in a partnership that he or she is my better half. It is not a throwaway phrase. I always remember Frances McDormand stating at her Oscar speech that her husband Joel made her a woman. It stuck with me. I mean, that is a paraphrase of what she said, but I get what she was admitting because Diane, well, she has given me the confidence to be a man. As an artist, she has stuck by me no matter what the scorecard states. Many have said to Diane, how do you do it? How do you live with him? She says selective listening. Well, if I were asked the same question, I would say there is nothing to do. I've been given a gift that I continue to open every day and find something new. She believes in me. Enough said. Now, I have listened, God, to numerous accounts of my male friends who credit their partners from stopping their lives and swirling down the drain. In each case, the person came to understand that if I really want to be with this person, I have to control my fucking demons. Now, some would find the idea of controlling a nice way of saying becoming leashed, domesticated. Hmm. I give me up. I will submit. Let's not pussyfoot around. Demons need to be controlled. And I have seen the other side of the better half where the partner slowly fuels the demon, fertilizes the worst in that person. It is no fun to watch a friend being deconstructed before your eyes. All the good boiled off, leaving only toxins. So I tell you this. Well, you, like us, are in a partnership. The one of you is actually the, well, the two of you. The good, the compassionate, the love radiates like the sun upon us. Yesterday, for example, I was in a spiraling funk. I mean, I really was. I didn't give a fuck about anything. My mind could only see repetition. Another sunrise, another kiss, another walk, another drink, another holiday, on and on and on. What's the point? Yes, it was a moment of self-indulgency, but I was being dragged down, and I was happy to let it happen. Fuck it all. And then, as I was walking back home, a friend drove by in his truck and stopped me to say hello. Then he reached out and handed me a bag of weed, which I was getting critically low of. I walked away, almost in tears. Out of nowhere came this gift, this gesture. I truly believe my friend was acting as your messenger, saying, Here, I'm thinking of you. A trivial story, perhaps. No revelation from the mountaintop? There rarely are these awe moments, but there are moments like the one I just described where in a sweet, small way you tell us, hey, I'm thinking of you, it's all right. That is you, your better half. But there is your partner who takes joy in diminishing goodness, who engorges with excitement by seducing you to, to embrace your anger for your creatures and open the doors to craziness. This partner is not a tonic, but a toxic, but yet the two of you remain together. Love can be looked at like a diamond, like people see you, right? We all look at the diamond from various angles, and so our observances and beliefs may differ. 
Love has many sides. Just as the joy of a union can lift both up, the joy of wallowing together in the muck is love as well. I suppose our love for the other person is a parent's decision. You open yourself up, let down your emotional immunity system, and willingly invite, yes, willingly invite being compromised. You, God, willingly allow evil to hold your hand. Could it be a thrill? Could it make you more alive? How often do guys hear that? Women want a nice guy as their partner, but in truth, they want a bad boy. The temptation of evil is a match that ignites passion, that creates a swirling of love and lust that is not easily untangled. If you look at your calendar, which you don't need to because you don't really have to deal with calendars, Valentine's Day, well, was upon us just recently. Cupid readies its bow, strings the arrow, and aims for the heart. I've always seen the image as, well, anything but loving. I mean, look, I'm not trying to be a passionless prick. I get it. But the piercing of love's arrow awakens a higher, beautiful, tender emotion in the soul. Yes, like I said, I get it. However, if one has seen numerous films similar to Braveheart, the piercing of the arrow into the chest is hardly greeted by shouting, I'm in love, my lord. No, it's greeted by, fuck, medic, I'm bleeding, help, this fucking hurts. As we know, there are the Bill Mars of the world that profess with great glee that being alone is bliss. I don't need or want a better half to make me whole. I am whole. And actually, to be with another would split me asunder and a spiritual war would ensue. Mercy. Yet, to avoid the attempt to find one's better half, or dare I say one's soulmate, is, well, I think being a scaredy cat. Don't you want to struggle like the rest of us? Do you think you came here to be at peace? How dare you? Is that how you see it, God? It is said that opposites attract. You couldn't be in a relationship with greater opposites. It is a battle. Who the fuck wants to battle? I argue enough with myself. I sure don't need another person in my life to play that role. But you do. You do. I have noted this before. You could have designed your game any way you wanted to. You could have made your creatures large and small, insect and human, hermaphrodites. I am we. You didn't. You didn't. You took your partnership of good and evil and separated the two into various combinations. Like opposing charged particles, you tossed them out and watched them find each other, be drawn to each other, to create something more than existed when living in isolation. Now, isn't that a romantic description? Uh, perhaps you watched, you look, to see if your creatures can teach you, can help you in your polarizing partnership. Do we offer you hope? Every time you say, I do, maybe we can help you believe that this is all worth it. There's much lacking in each individual two-legged that walks the earth, no matter how good they are. No one of us has it so completely together that they cannot potentially benefit, improve by spending one's adult life with someone else. And what of those who don't want to improve? What of those who want to be with someone who brings out the worst of them? Well, that could be titillating. Grab a seat and a bowl of popcorn and get all flushed. And what about that partner who wreaks havoc, who you have misjudged? Now what? To pull and pull away from his or her destructive charge, do you? Do you keep pulling and keep pulling and hoping that you're strong enough, your bond can be broken, and you can finally be free? And then what, though? Once you're 
free. Do you try again? For better or for worse. Now, there is a reason why this phrase was placed in the marriage vows. It, it really sums it up. Love is a piercing, a sweet, violent action. One is taking a chance. One's life to come and get exceedingly joyous or onerous or both. You may have just let a spring day or a winter storm into your home. Love is a risk. But wait a minute. Shouldn't we not avoid risky behavior? Shouldn't we? Now, come on. Where is the fun in that? I'm just going to say this once. The greatest gift that I can ever receive, ever while being alive, is finding Diane. Enough said. My better half is more than half, is more than half to tell. My better half can draw a laugh, and with the swipe can draw blood as well. My better half never runs, staring at a loaded gun. Even when I pace and start to shout, my half gently says, shut up or get the fuck out. My better half is kind, you see. My better half knows how to manage me. With soft words of go up, get over it, you whining little piece of. It's that touch, that simple act, a wink, a jab, and a glance that makes love shiver in my pants. Too much, too much. Cuddling is dangerous. What good is making a big old fuss? It does no good for either of us. For I know, for I know, without where would I be? For I know, without where would I be? My better half took a boy and made a man of me. My better half took a boy and made a man of me. My better half made
Well, God, it's time to take the worst half to bed. It is odd, I guess to me, how some people just feel that they're just fine on their own. And you know what? They may just be just that, fine on their own. But I know on my own, I'm not all that fine. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm taking the worst half to bed. I doubt it will wake up any better. But I've got Diane to help me with that. My God. <laughs> Say hi to your other half. Rest. <laughs>